Um, ooh. Ants, 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 ants. That's, of course, uh, that's Lil John's cover of Ants. Idiot, the podcast where we revisit things from childhood and see if they're any good. My name's DJ. This is Damon. Hi. Or Mon, as I call him. How you doing, Damon? Uh, thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I took the day off work today. Excellent. A little treat myself moment. Treat yourself. I didn't, but I was in a van this morning. Ooh, that's just the same. So, um, this- they call vans the vacations of the road. <laughs> This is our 75th episode. Can you believe it? Wow. You know what I think whenever we get to a milestone um, episode number, which is happened this is the second time, I guess, uh, I think, wow, we don't do a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it really took a long time to get here. <laughs> We've been doing this for like four years. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been four years? I th- no, it's like three years. I think there it's you go. three years. Still. Two a week. That is not true. No. Two a month. All I think when I see like people that do one a week or two a week or more, I think that sounds exhausting. I I mean, I enjoy this, but I guess if this was our job, it'd be okay. You want to help it be our job? Patreon.com slash your child's an idiot. Make it happen. Flawless. Uh, today, we are talking about, it's it's an important episode for us. 75th episode. So we thought we'd just take a, you know, uh, take it easy, talk about no heavy subjects. Coast. Time to start coasting. So we're talking about, you know, just a children's movie. Just a, it's a, um, you know, computer cartoon. Or what do you call it? Computer uh, cartoons is the standard. Computer That's graphic. The industry what term. do you call that kind of cartoon? CGI. CGI, yeah. Uh, it's a computer graphics cartoon interface, mm-hmm. as I call it. Yep. That's it. Um, Amps. Got all your favorite uh, stars. You got your Sylvester Stallone. You've yeah. got uh, Jennifer Lopez. You've got Sharon Stone. You've got Dan Aykroyd and Jane yeah. Curtin reuniting. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you've got all sorts of, and I think that's pretty that's much it. rounds out the cast. That is the cast. Rounds so, out uh, the cast. Watch no along. other names will be said. Watch wait, along wait. with us. And, wait, I was uh, wrong. Oh, I forgot oh, someone. Oh, oh, no. The guy who played Miles Silverberg. John Lasseter. The guy who plays Miles oh. Silverberg on Murphy Brown. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's also in. We don't have to talk about any issues at all this episode. Um, No uncomfortable Me Too moments. No moment uh, about uh, women being uh, disbelieved. So before we get into that, (laughs) before we get into that, let's talk about, let's talk about, let's get, let's talk about me and you. Please. Let's talk about real. Please. Uh, What is your memory of ants? Wow, well, uh, this is going to be awkward now because uh, in the... Uh, mid to late nineties, I got into Woody Allen. <laughs> Shit, I got into Woody Allen movies, and when and I mean, I always liked animated movies. So when Woody Allen was starring in a animated movie, yeah, oh, best of sign both sign me up. Yeah, what could ever be awkward about this? You know, twenty years later, so that uh hooked me in, and uh, I remember enjoying it. It has a very uh socialist message i would say Mm -hmm. which is kind of nice kind of makes sense when you're talking about ants true that's that's (laughs) fair um although i would say a bug's life has a very individualist Mm. 
uh, like anti what how anti anti socialist yeah. or anti you know speaking you know pro individuality individuality who was I just then your father. <laughs> I do declare my father is Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> oh, Harry X, um, Antebellum Harry X. <laughs> oh, it's hot today. Another mint julep for me and my lady. Would you like a fresh lemonade while you sit on my porch? Uh, it's a veranda, technically. Mm. Um, um, I. That's my only memory, though. So you were our, you knew. See, I didn't even know Woody Allen was involved with this when I saw it. Like, I don't. I wouldn't. Of course, I would have known who he was, but I would have been just like, hey, he's that guy that. It was also really new, like computer animation, like Toy Story. Yeah, was just before this. Yeah, and I think they rushed this one into production when they found out that is this the Pixar. second Pixar joint or main? Well, you know, Bugs Life feature. will be the second Pixar joint, right? See, dang, I keep I keep forgetting which one we're talking about. Uh, um. So, but this. So this, it was also still a novelty, like to right. have a computer animated movie. Well, and this, like that was, Pixar hadn't like sort of declared itself as like unstoppable. Like you would never. Like, it was an anomaly so far. Yeah, it was, it was like, just, they made that one good movie. Like if you, yeah, I know they're still, you know, like the other studios are putting out uh, the same sort of animation in the same time, but like I feel like it would be. Especially in the intervening years, it's more now where like they've had like uh, Disney Studios has had bigger hits like you know Wreck It Ralph and Frozen and stuff like that that aren't Pixar's, but like Pixar's Pixar's <laughs> that aren't Pixar movies. But in that like intervening, there was a time there where I feel like no studio would put it up like a same a movie about the same thing in the same style in the same year as Pixar released something would be idiotic. Now it would be idiotic, but they, I mean, that DreamWorks did it twice. They did it with ants and then the beloved, uh, shark's tail came out before finding Nemo starring Will Smith and Jack Black as to do that too. I don't think I ever saw shark's tail. No. You know what I did do? I did jam out to that version of car wash that by jellyfish, Christina Aguilera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. She's Um, a good singer and that's a fun song. Yeah. I bet she does that at some point. I bet her hand waves are on. <laughs> it's really not annoying. But it's underwater. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to keep the fidelity of the source material, so I <laughs> recorded this all underwater. We were almost electrocuted. Okay, that was my dead-on Christina Aguilera. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't interrupt, but I was ready to. I was ready to get into it. Woody Allen's a piece of shit. Okay, so yeah. what is like? What is, do you know the, like, the whole breadth of Woody Allen's You want to, like, go into the thing? Well, if anybody doesn't know. I will say, in defense of we, Damon, all I knew at the time was that he married a woman that was his stepdaughter. Or not even, I don't think he, she was ever technically his stepdaughter. He married Sunyi, who was the adopted daughter of his uh, partner at the time, Mia Farrow. Mm. Which has an ickiness factor, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, she was an adult, and no, I'm not going to defend it. But you know, they, yeah. w- there was nothing illegal. I guess they I, they started their relationship outright when they were both adults, and yeah. I mean, they're still together now. Well, I think so. That's all I knew, and I was like, "Ew, that's gross." But what are you going to do, Hollyweird? Um, well, I think all I knew was that she was younger than him. I didn't even know right. that relation, and I I was like, the Dylan Farrow stuff is like yeah. that came to my light. What? Um, only in the last few years, and I was like, how did I miss this thing? And a lot of people were saying, because the media didn't really, the media would rather talk about Sun Yi and not this yeah. allegation that was lobbed at him during yeah. the 
I don't think they were ever married, so I don't think that there was a Mia Farrow divorce but when, during their breakup. Yeah. But do you, I mean, uh, he was alleged to have molested Dylan Farrow hmm. at, in their house, I believe in the attic, and, you know, she told Mia, and that started the breakup. And at the same time, like, it came out like he was having a relationship with Mia's adopted daughter, Soon Yi. So it's like, kind of lines up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have, like, also, like, picked apart his jokes from the 70s. He would sometimes say... There's also, like, a, a movie of his, Manhattan, where he is dating, uh, played by Mariel Hemingway. He's dating a, a teenage girl, like a, a 16 or 17-year-old girl. Mm. But, I mean, I, that, that part of me, I'm always like, I don't want to pick apart, like, ooh, remember in this movie where this character of his did this thing or, or said this weird joke about... I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, whether it was like... We can whether, still stick to his actions that he has been alleged. Whether right. it was like relevant or not, it makes everything... You see everything in a new sure, light. that's like, certainly true. And that's true of all these this sort of things that are coming out. And like, it's like every time, time you look back, like obviously like uh, as we're recording this, uh, Bill Cosby just got convicted. Uh, we don't and all know. his Spanish fly jokes he used to tell. <laughs> yeah. No, he did. Yeah. It's so gross. And you this like, is going to be a fun episode. I, I know. It's just, you, we have to say something and it sucks because this is a comedy podcast. And, but it's also like, uh, you know, what, what it's nothing compared to what people have actually gone through. And so like, I don't want to pretend like it's like, oh, it's so difficult as fans of, you know, entertainment material that we have to and deal with And someone think of Woody Allen and all Yeah, this? exactly. Like that's all bullshit. And like, I, I'd like, I don't want to pretend like it's anything compared to what uh victims of of like like dylan farrow went through and mia farrow like like it's absolutely nothing compared to that and um but it is something you have to struggle with as a fan of media you have to say like i like movies i like some woody allen movies and now like you can't you can't completely separate it because like everything you watch that involves him is colored by that right and that's just something that's something you have to deal with and something we have to do like it sucks uh, that he's a shitty person. It doesn't suck for us that we have to suffer through this. It just sucks for his victims and for the world that this shitty person exists right. and did shitty things. And has been um, rewarded and his crimes yeah. were sort of swept under the rug by the media. Yeah. And there's like some, like, as as people who are reviewing films and TV and, and stuff like that, we have to, I just feel like it's incumbent upon us to at least acknowledge it and not just like and especially like re-reviewing like things from our childhood this is gonna i mean this is an extreme example but this comes up a lot when we realize oh yeah that part was really sexist and kind of gross yeah it's bound to happen but i mean this is an extreme example yeah and you have to you are viewing it through your modern lens but you're also viewing it through like like the director of powder was like a garbage person too. Like it's stuff that you just have to be like, okay, well here we go. And we could just ignore anything made by shitty people and be like, well, we're not going to like, I don't feel like that's super healthy either to just pretend like they don't exist or that their, their material never happened. Especially when it's like the whole point of what we're doing here is saying like, Hey, this was a thing that was impactful or important or, or had absolutely no impact, but wasn't like impactful on the, you know, culture writ large. So like, what do we say about it? It's weird to say that about ants though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's true. This is more because we wanted to talk about a bug's life and (laughs) twin, twin movies. I happen to like ants. And if I might like the one over the other, I remember liking ants a 
a lot when I first because I thought I saw that first. Didn't it come out? first? Yeah, it came out first. I think they rushed it to get out first. Yeah, and I, remember I think they did the same thing with Shark's Tale. Okay, but at that point, we all could smell the stink on it. <laughs> hey, we don't know. I don't. I just mean that fish stink. Oh, that's true. Like oh, the ocean. <laughs> when you walk by that aquarium restaurant. At the mall, and you're like, oh. Did you know that like, that ocean smell is actually just the smell of uh, jellyfish farts? <laughs> I didn't. Well, Christina Aguilera has a jellyfish farts. Quote me on that. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I quote you on it. I mean, that doesn't make it more factually true. <laughs> <laughs> quote me because I literally just said it. You can, <laughs> it's audio. Uh, this one I, I liked a lot when it first came out, and then I saw A Bug's Life, and I was like, oh, that's better. Now, that was 1998 me, just a wee babe of 16 years old. But uh, <laughs> So we'll see how it like it, it stacks up. In. I think they're both good movies. You both did well. We talked about this a little bit in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but I did when I was a kid, when I was like, I don't know, when I was like still into drawing comics, so probably like 11 God. years old or something like that, I, I would have... I, I really wanted to make a movie, like my idea to like write a script, which I never did, or a storyboard, which I never did, uh, was about like life from a bug's perspective because I was just like, hey, this is yeah, that would be really interesting. And then, so I was like, damn, when this came out, I guess I'm not going to do that now. Guess I'll never make it. But then you wrote Summer's Bee, which I think blew a lot of people away. Well, you know, I do my best. Sixteen year old <laughs> writing an antebellum <laughs> love story. Um, at least I think it's antebellum. I've never seen that piece of shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. Jodie Foster and Richard Gere. There's only so much I can say. Too much. Um, so as of uh, April 2018, this Ants is on Netflix. So we're gonna watch it there. Watch uh, guys, uh, when you are searching for it, please, please note it's Ants with a Z. Yeah. Oh, don't put Ants just an S or a Z if you're in some other. Or don't just Principality put, of the United Kingdom. Don't just put Ant, and then you'll find Ant's comedy special, his stand-up. <laughs> of course. Yeah. His real name's Anthony. I'll just remind you of that. So. <laughs> you should probably type that in, and I'll probably help you find him yeah. faster. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Damon, do you ever feel small and insignificant, just like perhaps an ant? Do you mean aside from every waking moment of my life? No, including those. Then yes. You know a way to make a difference? How? Just give give to your favorite uh, form of entertainment. Support your favorite podcast, Your Inner Child is an Idiot. That's what we're doing right now. Should I be taking the money I do donate to homeless shelters and donate it to my favorite yeah. podcast? Okay. Absolutely. I just wanted to be clear. Absolutely. Prioritize us. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. You can become a patron. You can uh, just do it out of the goodness of your heart. Or you get uh, cool stuff like uh, your name in the credits. Uh, you get uh, uh, a print of a drawing by Damon. You can get a song by me. You can get, I don't know, some other stuff that we haven't come up with yet. If you have any ideas, let us know because we'll probably uh, uh, agree to it. Um, you started strong and then at the end you got really well, defensive. Oddly, oddly. Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> Patreon.com slash idiot. Anything to add, Damon, since you have done nothing here except for criticize? You know, I think we're doing a lot of important work. I mean, there's thousands of homeless shelters, but name any other podcast that's watching old movies. Two white men watching old movies. (laughs) Name one. We'll wait. Oh, you named several within those seconds. Wow. 
Okay. Well, put you me know in what? my place. Donate to homeless shelters. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Well, we're back. We are back. There's a smile on my face for oh, the whole insect, insect race. Oh, I thought you were going to say human race, like this. No, does. I'm an ant in this version of you it. I'm an ant. Changed the world, <laughs> much like phenomenon Travolta. Yeah. Oh, callback. It's a little self callback. Change the world. <laughs> Flawless. <laughs> Um, okay. Thank you, Eric Clapton. I mean, I, it's funny you came in here and just to sing that little bit. <laughs> but take... do you have any words to say? No. You don't want to. Oh, he's okay. shaking his no. head. No. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's understandable. Goodbye. Here he's walking away. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> that, was some, that was some good sound effects. Foley there. work. Um, okay. So we watched Ants. Why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, recap this humdinger of a movie? Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me here. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this focuses on Ant Z-145, colloquially known as Z. Z. Even uh, though there's at least 144 other Zs. I, yeah, so. that's a fair point. Um, he uh, is feeling inadequate. He feels insignificant. Uh, he works as a worker at the colony. There are workers, and there are soldiers. Yeah. Dr- that's it. Drones? What he said? I think drone- they call them soldiers, though. Well, but he said the drones fly away, so I guess... I'm not there. We don't see many drones, although we see Christopher Walken's character as a drone. Yeah, and he says his dad was a drone who just flew away when yeah. he was a maggot. Ant humor. Yeah, um, a lot of ant jokes dropped in the first few. A lot of ant jokes. Um, and and a queen or I don't know, one queen and then other. I have some questions. We'll get to it later. Go on. <laughs> go on with your recap. Uh, thank you. Huh. Uh. <laughs> He's feeling insignificant, uh, which is fine because he's an ant. He's in a colony of five million ants. Uh, he goes to a bar one day with Sylvester Stallone. The princess is slumming that day, runs into her, kind mm-hmm. of falls for her a little bit, decides that he wants to see her again, so he knows there's a soldier review coming up. So he tricks his best friend Weaver, Sylvester Stallone, into switching places with him, but he inadvertently gets deployed, uh, where he is the only survivor of the battle. Uh, they attack we, termites. Right. They mm. attack the termites. Um, we see Danny Glover. He gets decapitated fairly quickly. And um, so Z comes back to the colony, a war hero. Uh, General Mandible is very proud of him. Blah, blah, blah. Gets to meet the queen. Gets to see the princess again. Inadvertently or advertently kidnaps her um, and uh, escapes the colony, mm. the anthill. Uh, via trash shoot, uh, and he goes to find a place he had heard of as a myth called Insectopia. Drags her along with him. Um, they have sort of a will they won't they? Oh, they hate each other, but now they love each other. What's going on? As as kidnapping victims and their captors so often do. That is true. Patty Hearst, she fell in love with this with Symbia. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Look, they find Insectopia. 
they don't like it, or they do like it, but then, like, uh, Christopher Walken comes, he takes the princess back, Z decides to go save her, discovers that General Mandible uh, is actually planning to flood the entire colony of what he considers the the weak areas of the the colony. Mm. Uh, Z gets wise hip to that jazz. Um, Woody Allen loves jazz. It's important to know. He's a fine Um, player. (laughs) <laughs> he uh saves the princess much like mario um and then saves the colony unlike mario mario let him die uh <laughs> fuck you toadstools <laughs> see in hell mushrooms <laughs> uh and mandible uh <laughs> it's a log or something dies anyway the colony yeah, is what saved happened? he just dies they just i mean they yeah he smashed through a log okay <laughs> oh uh, and then uh, they pan out. Turns out it was Central Park the whole time. Yeah. They were just like a little picnic area. Those are the credit songs. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, so uh, that's High Hopes. That was the song High Hopes. Okay. Which features ants. That's why they chose it. How's that oh. ant going to move a rubber tree plant? He's got High ah, hopes. hopes. Okay. He's, you get it. And several million of his. Right. We yeah. Get, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, that was understood by the yeah. song. Yeah. And that was Ants. We are ants. back. Loosely based on a brave new world. <laughs> um, Ballsy IMDb trivia yeah. section. Ballsy move. Um, I have a confession. I've never read a brave new world, so... No, I mean, the, that's the one where they're on the magic carpet, right? And Aladdin, like, turns to Jasmine and he's like, a brave new world. Yes. Yeah. No, that's the one with, uh, it's the people from, uh, shit. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Let's workshop tra- it yeah. together. <laughs> I'm trying to, the, it's the, I'm thinking of different worlds, you know. Where, like, <laughs> it's a historically black college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wayne's there. That's right. Jasmine yeah. Guy's there. Yeah. Uh, Bill Cosby's daughter's there for a season and then she's like, ah, yeah. I don't want to do this. Technically- and then it's like, oh, is this not a spinoff anymore? Can yeah. you de-spin off a show? It turns out, yes. Yes. Lisa Bonet just leaves. See, we did find a way to get Cosby oh, thank God. in this. Thank I'm glad God. we brought up Bill Cosby. Oh, God. Um, a lot of ant puns in, right out the gate. We're getting them. We're getting a lot of them. I like just get it out of your system. We're yeah. all thinking it. Unlike B-Movie, which was just an ant pun, like or a B-pun stretched to feature length. Yeah. This one's like, look, we're just going to whip him at you. We're going to have Woody Allen just doing one-liners for a few minutes. Yeah, just sit with like us. Yeah, if you drew like a, like a, a, a scatter plot of the ant jokes, they'd be very clustered at the beginning and then sort of just sort of peppered throughout yeah. the rest of the movie, which is fine. I think they did – I think you're right. I think it had to happen, especially with – uh, Woody Allen, who's like a one-liner yeah. guy, get him like, a zinger in there. He gotta had to do like the his stand-up routine, and that's basically what the first scene is: is like him with the therapist, just getting the ant jokes out of his system, and they're fine. They're yeah, they're, some of them are good, giggled. some of them are bad, but they're just kind of like uh, <laughs> ants. There, he's an ant. I get it. He's uh, the middle child of five million or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, th- I agree that that was the way to do it. If you gotta get some ant puns in. That's the way to do it. And sometimes you do. Uh, did you notice the casual cursing? Just uh, this movie was just really, it felt like a 15-year-old's like, what if we get someone to say bitchin'? Yeah, we have, uh, I, I kept track of many of them, but we have bitchin'. He mentions his erotic fantasies at some point. Mm-hmm. We have damn, and then we have damn it. And then we also and have a hell. tight ass. And we do have, yeah, I think we Who have Who the a hell couple. is that when, yeah. he's, when he sees the penny? Yeah. 
We also have Swarthy, which is not. <laughs> it's just. It was just an odd choice of words. Weird. Um, yeah, and I know, like, and I'm not a big like censor uh, all curse words guy, but it, it was weird. No, fuck that type of person. But it it was it was weirdly. I mean, it just raises the question like of like, in. who is this? Who is the audience for ants? Um, if we're, I mean, the the dam in the hell didn't. I mean, none of it bothered me, right? But the dam in the hell. I was oh, like, you're yeah. totally cool. You're not an arc at all. Oh no, yeah, I know. you can curse at me. I'm cool. I've smoked weed. Yeah, uh, you guys want to smoke some drugs or what? You want to? I was gonna smoke it like a cigarette. Um, <laughs> Jazz words we call them. <laughs> I don't mind the damn in hell, but the bitching was like it. It was like, oh, we're just we're just gonna do whatever we want. Is that what, what yeah. you're saying, ants? Uh, that one threw me off. And also, like, I, I'm fine with cartoons made for adults too, but it's also like, but it's this, not a cartoon made for. Adults. But it wasn't, yeah. So it was just like, was it just for like old enough to where your parents would be like, okay, <laughs> but um. I felt like maybe it might have been like DreamWorks trying to really set themselves apart. Mm. Uh, I mean, I guess this is before Shrek, right? Yeah, Yeah, it must have been before Shrek. Um, But I think they were probably in an identity crisis where it was just like, what? I mean, how do we un-Disneyfy ourselves? Right. And that might have been a way to try and do that. Yeah, I guess so. But then it's just like, well, who was this movie for? It's true. I mean, for still being... I think pretty clearly targeted at children, if not young children, children. It's We all had ants, you know, action figures, <laughs> ants pillows. It's pretty dark overall. Like the the themes like It is kind of a dark movie. Yeah. I mean it's not like it shouldn't be R rated or anything crazy like that. Or like it's not a horror movie. I mean, sometimes but. you have villains like the villain in this wants to you know, commit mass murder. Yeah. And usually you'll have characters like that, but this guy gets pretty close. Yeah. To the point where, like, I feel like if you had a child watching, they could imagine, like, oh, what if this plan had succeeded? Well, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's usually not so graphically depicted. Like, I, we didn't see, like, uh, ants die in the final thing where because they didn't drown them. But, like, he's trying to drown them, and we see them, like, running and being drowned. Yeah. And I think in that beginning... We talk about like trying to set themselves apart. This is also like very early in the CGI like animation kind of thing. Yeah, and I think we're supposed to be wowed in that first scene where they're like showing the entire ant colony all working at once, and like right. kind of the camera's kind of swooping around. They got the cool like the kind of music, like the ants go marching kind of uh-huh. vibe, and uh, it's not amazing in retrospect like now we're kind of like in their defense like at the time we might have been been wild but like now that's very like looking coming at it from a modern perspective you're like that's a bunch of weird looking ants there's a lot of there's a lot of shots where um it seems like they are showing off of what they can do and i think that is contingent on just standard and in computer animation of the time where it was just like we can do whatever we want we can have the camera swoop in from, you know, a mile up yeah. to right on Z's face. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, or we can have the camera pan out a window and then continue panning long after a dolly would have to, like, call it quits. Yeah. We can just keep going. Um, but I mean, We've gotten so used to that. Right. Too, like, yeah. But I think now we also, like, 
Well, I mean, sometimes I find it distracting, but I was about to say like, oh, now we've reined it in. But now I would say now I'm more conscious of it yeah. than than then. I think it just depends on the movie, too, because there are some like or like, you know, Avatar with the 3D stuff. They're like, isn't it 3D ish? Yeah. You know, or like when you go see like Muppets 3D and they're like throwing a yo-yo in your face. Right. You're like, I get it. And it's kind of the same idea, Muppets but with 3D. I don't know. This is the one first one I could come up with. See, the rats are tickling your leg. But that would be more 3D than computer animation. Right. I'm just saying like, like they're showing off the 3D. Right. And I'm saying that's what I'm saying is there's they're like. They have this ability, and right. so they have to show it. And I think some movies... Because part of it is that's the gimmick of the movie. Right. That's the price of admission is for that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? At least somewhat. Uh, you did hint at something that's probably my biggest caveat of the movie, which is these are some ugly character designs. Yeah. Everyone really looks like a goddamn trapezoid. Yeah. They are ugly. It's true. Like and they, they just have big, heavy lids. Everyone looks stoned out of their minds. Just big, heavy <laughs> very sunken, eyelids. sunken eyes. They have human their eyes. But eyes sunk, yeah, yeah, they're sunken. Their eyelids, like, have a depth that I find disconcerting. Like, yeah. they're thick. And they have, like, a crease in the middle. And sometimes they have yeah. a, a, a crease, like a like a formal pant leg on the, on <laughs> yep. the eyelid. Pleated eyelids. <laughs> uh, we don't do pleated eyelids anymore. That was the 90s. Yeah. We don't do it. You want a flat front eyelid. Um, it's just everyone is ugly. Yeah. It's there weird. are no, like, there are a few moments. You just see, like, some side characters. There's a praying mantis, which is supposed to be sort of scary, that looks pretty good. But it only has to be on screen for three seconds. Yeah. There are also some sort of stoner characters that they run into at Insectopia that are kind of cute and actually look more like they would belong, at least in my memory of it. In A Bug's Life than right. in this movie. These are some fucking ugly character designs. Yeah, those those designs, they did kind of what they did. And again, I'm also just going off of memory of what they did in A Bug's Life, which is like they took the real the real insect face or face area, yeah. head or whatever. <laughs> face area. <laughs> and then cartoonized it, which yeah. totally makes sense. Like, I'm not mad that it's not accurate. I'm just annoyed that it's weird looking like it's not you know if you if you actually did like tried to make a sympathetic character out of like what an ant actually looks like with giant mandibles yeah i could see that being difficult but also you know that would make sense you know at least right. but this they like, cartoonized it and then like they went with i, I think it looks like the california raisins <laughs> cgi cartoon you know uh-huh. you've seen that not the claymation ones oh. but like they did like more recent ones Ooh. it's sort of like you said like it looks like a church <laughs> A church direct-to-video movie? Yeah. Like a Jesus, uh, a Christian movie to teach us about, like, ants. Caring. <laughs> um, you know. They give them, like, noses and, ugh, everyone just is grotesque. Like, no one is cute. Like, even Princess Bala, uh, Sharon Stone's character, is supposed to be, like, an attractive ant. And oh, yeah. everyone is just like, ugh. And they sometimes they choose like to be realistic in weird ways. Yeah. I mean, I would agree that Bugs Life is also like, oh, you know what an ant looks like, but we're still going to give him four legs right. and call it a day. This one's like, no, we're sticking with the six legs. Yeah. Even though we've got nothing to do with those other two legs, we don't yeah. know what to do with them. <laughs> um, they're very thorough thoraxes and they have uh, a texture to them. There's yeah. like crow. Some of them have crow's feet. They have noses. 
that look like little like horseshoes. Oh, it's ugly animation. Everyone yeah. is ugly in this movie. Yep. Just go ahead and cross that off. <laughs> I, I just have a note that says their eyes and mouths. Yeah. Don't look like they sync up with their. And this is back to the CGI more than the design, although design's not helping. Their eyes look like they actually are glowing. They don't look like they've been, like, had any shadow put on them. You know, like, yeah. in cartoons when someone turns out the lights and the eyes are still, yeah. <laughs> like, on? That's what everyone looks like in the light of day. Yeah. Everyone looks like my goddamn nightmares. <laughs> um, it's disturbing. But I think I can't fault them for it. It's just, it's like complaining that Mario 1 looks too 8-bitty. It's like, well, yeah, that's what we were working with. Yeah, I think though we can fault we can't we can't fault their. I mean, we're gonna. All right. I, I we can't fault the like the animation limitations, but we can fault the character design because yeah, that's true. There's literally a movie that came out the same year with better character de- design based on the same concept. animals and the same concept. So like, no, you're absolutely. I was just saying the eyes and the mouth. I yeah, couldn't fault them, but the yeah, the actual character design is grotesque. It is. Like, even if this is hand-drawn, these would be ugly fucking characters. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're modeled after Woody Allen and Sylvester Stallone, though, in their defense. Are we talking, like, ni- early 1970s Sylvester Stallone? Or are we talking about I'm talking about now. 1998 Oof. Sylvester Stallone. Disregard. I'm out. Uh, everyone, by the way, sounds... Now that you brought up the voice act, everyone sounds like they're sleepwalking, except yeah. for... Uh, to his credit, I guess, um, Woody Allen. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe Don, Danny, I almost said Donald Glover, Danny Glover. Yeah. Um, everyone's just like, uh, I yeah, did read in the trivia, of- like Woody Allen, who's the main character filmed his stuff or recorded his stuff in five days. So, I mean, Christopher Walken, what was that like an afternoon? Yeah, probably. Yeah, they did. I mean, there's a, the cast is Stacked. Star studded. Yeah, we got Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Christopher Walken, Danny Glover. The late John Mahoney. John Mahoney, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, uh, Miles from Murphy Brown, as you oh, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're knocking it out thoughts. of the park, that guy. Uh, Anne Bancroft. Yep. And yeah, they're all, it all sounds like, uh, I don't know, it makes me think of like, uh, like a, when you watch like the videos that are available in the library, you know, when they're like, the War of eighteen twelve, but like the way they're talking is just like they're reading, I right? Mean, which they are, and they're reading alone in a room. Yeah, it sounds like they're recording in a booth, except for again, we're going to be loath to do it. But Woody Allen, I'm sorry, right? Sometimes we have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, some animated shows and animated movies help you forget if they're done well. They help you forget that everyone most likely recorded their things yeah. alone. And this one reminds me, like, oh, you all fucking recorded your stuff yeah. alone. And I, not to pick on her, but especially Sharon Stone's lines, like everything. And, well, and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And well, Sylvester like, Stallone, half the time, I'm like, what did he just say? Yeah. I mean, that's, did anyone that's, catch his, that? that's his whole thing, though. I know. I know. <laughs> Oscar for screenwriting. Yeah. yeah. Oscar for screenwriting. I think the the some of the actual, they used, like, actual songs and... That was some of that worked and some of it didn't. But they the score the scoring the where they kind of like had music in there was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. The ants mostly at the beginning, but the ants go marching. I don't know how I'm on the fence about it. I was like, is this a little too on the nose? Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, they were marching to war. It's true. The termites, though, I was it was weird to me. This is a nitpicky thing, but like you went so realistic on the goddamn ants, and then the termites are just like from like some you know dante's inferno they're just like big giant sentient turds that can shoot acid from their heads um i'm just like okay we've seen termites too like most people have seen they look like giant white ants they look like goddamn ants (laughs) which i can understand why they didn't go with that but right i guess they wanted to point it out but it was silly yeah there's a little bit of war uh commentary here because they do like a preemptive strike on the Termites. Which is funny because, I mean, this is made in 1998. Yeah. Well, it's pre-9-11. As the, again, the IMD trivia felt like it needed to tell me that it, yeah, I know yeah. it's pre-9-11 because it was made before 1998. It's like saying Gone with the Wind is, takes place in a pre-9-11 world. Yeah, I know. When it kind of undercuts, it's, this is the thing, I've, I feel like we've talked about this before in like kind of a cartoony situation. They like uh, do a thing that's common in like, you know, war propagandas. They like, you know, have like fear mongering of like they're eight they're eight times our size and they shoot right. acid from their heads except for they're eight times their size <laughs> and they shoot acid from their head so like kind of undercutting your own message there and i know i don't think it was they're trying to go that deep with right. that message but still i know it's kind of funny when they do that and then woody allen has a good line about just making campaign contributions <laughs> to influence their electoral <laughs> process <laughs> oh no one said he wasn't funny we just said he was a monster yeah um uh, that's uh, basically that's his cultural penance is that i mean hopefully he actually if you know he goes to jail or something but like the at, le- at the very least every time you compliment him you have to slip Just in reiterate a, like again. oh yeah he's a bastard um, it's like war is terrible thank you for your service <laughs> right you just got thrown in there I will say one thing, uh, back to the voice work, uh, Woody Allen just sounds like an old man. Like Woody Allen, yeah. uh, a lot of the people sound like old men. There's, and I, I, it made me confused. I'm like, how old is Z supposed to be? Like, how am I supposed to read him? Like, is he yeah. middle-aged or but Woody Allen? And maybe just because Woody Allen has such a very distinct voice that it's hard to like remove Woody Allen from it to the film's now detriment. Right. Um, that, it's just like, why is the 60-year-old man, you know what, I'm about to walk into it. <laughs> why is the 60-year-old man uh, hitting on this young woman? <sighs> why indeed? Why indeed? Yeah, it is. But he is distractingly old-sounding. Yes, I agree. Because like the way the character you know, goes through the movie, it's supposed to be like, Youngish, like he's just figuring out. Yeah, his he's trying life. to figure out his life. He's going to therapy. You know what age that is? What am for I him? supposed to do with my life? Yeah, what age? I'm like, that well, is. you're about to die, so right. I don't know why you got to figure it out. Yeah, and who knows what age that is for an ant? But like, you know, it'd be like three you know, weeks, late twenties or something in uh-huh. human years. But we don't really know how old he is. But yeah, it, it, he sounds like Woody Allen. Yeah. Do you have anything else before we talk about? I've got some big themes questions. Okay. I'm a little confused, and this again. I'm I'm cool with the movie, especially a cartoon, especially a kids cartoon, like taking liberties with like how real ants are or anything. Like I'm not uh-huh. expecting complete accuracy, but I'm a little confused even in this universe of like how the because all females are queens, right? And in a real ant colony, like I think yeah, well, no, no, no. I think actually, 
uh, a, a queen I mean, is a very a, <laughs> uh, a queen is a very specific thing. Yeah. Uh, that is born, and if another queen is born, they'll fight to the death. Oh. Uh, but I think all workers are female. Okay. But all drones are male. Okay. I think I'm also in a real thinking colony. of bees. So I, I think know. it works the same with bees. But I don't think they have workers and drones. Yeah, I don't know. Someone fact check us. We're not going to look it up. I refuse. 615-576-0425. I'll watch Bee Movie, but I won't look up bees. <laughs> I mean, I have more notes, but none of them are important. I don't know if you want to get to stupid things. Remember first. when Barbados' head came off? Yeah, that was. There was a couple of murders um, <laughs> <laughs> in this children's movie. Yeah, there were a couple of murders. Yeah, Barbados was played by Danny Glover. He was a pretty good character. Donald liked, Glover's father. I liked. I liked his character. He's like False. an old grizzled soldier who like. Kind of takes, and he's charmed by Woody Allen's yeah, character. Yeah, he likes Z and takes him under his wing a little bit. But he's decapitated, and he's a talking. I mean, he, head. during the course, he's not in his you character is in a decapitated. His character is in a decapitated head. You don't see it happen, but he. But is, like from the beginning, he's not just like a head floating around. No, his character is decapitated in, in the, the course battle. Of the, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because thank I, you. People might get confused. Yeah, sometimes they do. <laughs> Uh, if they weren't before, they are now. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's like ta- like saying his last words. Like, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, am I? How? What am I supposed to be feeling right now? Because this is loony. It's a very kind of dark turn. Because it's like it's kind of emotional, but also undercut by like the humor of it, right? And it is like a really somber. Like, I mean, sh- Woody Allen's making jokes, and his body is gone. Yeah. And it's just like a very clean cut. Like it's literally like they just like selected an object, delete body, and yeah. left his head. There's not like a gory like severed neck or something. No, but the the entire battle Ed Z is the lone survivor mm-hmm. once Barbados's head dies. Uh but they're all like, you know, however, thousands of termites and ants are all just lying dead and he's like looking around. The, so it's not like supposed to be like goofy, but it is kind of goofy. Because he's kept keep saying things like, "Is it bad?" And he's like, yeah. "Oh no, you're gonna be fine." Like, I'm gonna find the rest of your body. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel because you're kind of like, "Oh, I kind of like that character." That's kind of yeah. sad, but it's also like, "This is like, silly." This is kind of funny. This is very silly. I don't know. Uh, as with every movie like this, we also learn that humans are the worst. Yeah, because we burn ants with magnifying glasses. We step on them. We step on them. We freak out if they're around. We just get gum on our shoe. And flick it off with a penny? And then throw the penny away. That's legal tender. Sir. Have you ever used used a penny to get gum off your shoe? No. Would it work well? I mean, it did in the movie. Yeah, it worked like a charm. Yeah. No one has ever gotten gum off of anything that quickly. (laughs) That's the worst part. That kid would have sat down on the grass and pulled his foot up towards his face to try and carve it out. He's like just trying to wipe it on the grass for a while. Um, let's go to your big themes. I don't. I don't. Uh... I mean, how do you like? I kind of really like the end of this movie. It does have this weird. I couldn't tell if it was socialist or the exact opposite. So maybe that's my lack of knowledge about uh, larger things than myself. But um, 
at first when I was watching it, because I had said those comments in the first half of the show where, oh, it's a very kind of socialist movie. And then when we started it, you know, Z goes out into the colony and it has all these sort of like, obviously sort of mocking communist, yeah. like propaganda, like work for the colony sort of statements. But like in the end, it's sort of the colony upending the bourgeois class yeah. to uh, free themselves from the yoke of their oppressors and teaching, you know, the workers that they don't have to listen to what, you know, the proletariat says. But then at the no, end, did I get that wrong? No, the bourgeois. bourgeois. Yeah. But then in the end, he's saying that he ended up exactly where he started. Like they restart true. the society, which is also, which true. is also kind of a socialist thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how, I mean, obviously they were going for that message, but I don't know how, I'm sure it wasn't a conscious thing, but I do like that line. I do th- still, even in my waking hours, what? Um, think about that line <laughs> where he says, I'm doing it Just for the sitting good. sitting up in bed. <gasps> uh, where he says, where General Mandible, as uh, the entire colony is like hanging from this hole in the ground, yeah. as they're trying to make their way out from the, you know, being drowned by by his schemes, uh, General Mandible says, you know, it's the best for the colony. And Z says, what are you talking about? We are the colony. Right. Um, Which, yeah. It reminds me of like, you know, I think this is the line I stole from the American president, but like, it reminds me of people like Sean Hannity, who I view as people who love America more than they love Americans. Right. Like, oh, I like the concept of this country more than I like all these fuckers living here. Like the, this sort of imaginary Idealized, idealized version, version yeah. that never existed. Yeah. And they wouldn't mind seeing us all on a funeral pyre just to reach some sort of ideal. Yeah. When he actually, the, not Sean Hannity, um, and General Manable actually. We can call General Manable Sean, Sean Hannity. I'm fine with that. <laughs> General Manable actually mentioned. You call him Sean Mandible. Sean Mandible. <laughs> General Mandible actually says stuff about like the purity of yeah. the race at some point, which is washing also, away the weaker very, aspects, you know, Nazi thing. He, to, he almost yeah. said snowflakes. So you could hear it in the back of his throat, yeah. but I, I, I really like that end. Yeah. Although I guess good. they keep the uh, monarchy in place. A big mistake colony, big mistake. Well, she's more of a figurehead now. She's got Corgi. <laughs> and it's sort of a, a feudal Japan type thing. You really got samurais running the show. Actually, second, that's uh, what they were actually doing. <laughs> yeah, actually. General Mandible would have been a samurai. They also murdered Muffy, uh, the the humans did. I was speaking of, sorry, I'm going back a thing. Oh, right. Muffy, uh, uh, Jane Curtin's waspy wasp. Yeah. She gets fly swatted to death. Just straight up murdered. Yeah. It's and she's dark. like there for three seconds. Yeah. It was pretty dark. Jane Curtin was like, where's my check? And they were like, it's right here. And she's like, oh, that was a lot simpler than Thank I thought. Thank you. I really thought I would have to fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I will say, I mean, while the waspy wasps are very on the nose, I do appreciate that no one ever said waspy wasps. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Like, if you knew what a wasp was, you got the joke. If you didn't, these are still funny characters. Yeah. Like, a kid would be like, oh, I love those characters. And I love Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin and Ants. <laughs> In DreamWorks animated features, Ants. This kid's movie that they love I love so it. Oh, yeah. And also it was bitchin', yeah. right? And erotic fantasies. I have those now. <laughs> I, it was just triggered by the movie. I have them for big trapezoidal head characters. Uh, 
one thing, and this is apropos of nothing, but uh, <laughs> I can't wait. They're trying to escape. The ant colony is trying to escape the you know this the water level is rising and they're being basically uh, drowned by the uh, the reservoir they dug into. And uh, Sylvester Stallone's character. Weaver is holding the entire colony on his shoulders. Sure. And of course the water comes up and he has to hold his breath. And the thing that I do in every single movie when a character has to hold their breath is I also hold my breath to see if I can <laughs> do it as long as they're expected to in the movie. And you know, like 90% of the time they have like the actual movie time is like five minutes. Yeah. It's an absurd amount of time. Uh, but it's a fun little thing I do and I've done it since I was a little kid and I still just did it right now when we watched it. How did he do? I did not make it as oh, far okay. as he did. But um, was it like really long after? It was pretty long because oh, you actually okay. don't, you also sometimes I was hoping that you were going to follow it up with, and this movie was pretty realistic. It was accurate. Well, ants can hold their breath up to 80 times their lungs. I do hear that you, they, you, you can't just throw them like in water. They'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's true. Huh? When they can't, they in some cases like you know that the surface tension is enough for them to just walk, walk on. on it. Yeah, I don't know, but they get trapped in. Well, a they had that in bubble. the movie as well. They got trapped in the the yeah. water droplet, but they were able to break. Through. But she was also able to push it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how surface tension works. But they didn't show the moment in this movie where he gets out of the water exactly. So you just see him like going up. Right, that's yeah. true. So also. Since we're talking about accuracy in this movie, <laughs> I don't think you can do uh, mouth-to-mouth on an ant. You know, I've tried, and he didn't make it. And they have a, that open circulatory system, too, <laughs> so you can't do the chest right. chest compressions. I don't. Do they need... I mean, this might be a stupid question, but do they breathe? Yes, they breathe. But Do they? Yeah, they don't, not through, like, nostrils. They have, like... I think they have, like, air holes on their thorax. DJ, you are blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Because in the movie, they have if mouths. Are, if there are any entomologists out there that want to call in, 615-576-0525. pronounced entomologists. Entomologists. You're right. I'm sorry. And it's besides, a, They're ants. And besides, why would it help us to know the origin of the words, you know? <laughs> that is a vocabulary joke. You're welcome. Okay. You the ant. Oh, that's a piece of shit. That's, that's some bullshit that was in the trailer. I remember that. Um... So, do you want to go to verdict? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Verdict. Go! Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Your child is not an idiot. It's, uh... If we're talking about like paying money for the DVD, you know, I guess you know, don't give any money to uh, Woody Allen's uh, career, I guess. But um, I mean, does he get a lot of money from this? I don't know. Uh, but it's fine. It's a good movie. Uh, it's mostly a good movie, I guess. Yeah. I don't think it'll hold up if you like loved this movie when it came out. I don't think it's going to hold up quite to that level like well i guess we'll find out from you in a minute i it's about <laughs> okay it's maybe a little worse than i expected yeah but it's not bad all right what do you say i would uh pretty much agree with you uh your child is not an idiot with the caveat that you can separate the art from the artist yes yeah uh it uh it's a pretty charming a little rough around the edges, animation-wise, especially character yeah. design-wise. It's not a very attractive movie. 
you can see they're just pretty, you know. I like ex- my cartoons hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a lot of erotic fantasies in this movie. Um, there, you can see that the animators are pretty pleased as punch that they can put like you know dirt texture on a thermos, but yeah. n- still can't figure out how to make an attractive ant. Um, but uh, Woody Allen is a highlight. Everyone else is kind of snoozing through this movie. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Apparently, I read in the trivia got praised for his his uh, his role was bulked up. I mean, this is IMDb trivia, which is like pretty much just like you know Russian propaganda uh, in terms of believability. But his role was bulked up because he did such because he did such job. an amazing job. I'm like he literally sounds like you woke him up from a deep sleep and said, "We're recording right now. Say your lines." That's I mean, huh? That, what? Huh? In that his was defense, Christopher that, Walken. That is Christopher Walken knocking it out. Of I mean, the park. that's true. I mean, but sometimes he has. I've seen many a Christopher Walken thing. I know what I'm getting, and this was huh, what I just yeah. won't come. That was the <laughs> what? What was that, Damon? It was a solid uh, Christopher Walken impersonating Woody Allen, and they were in Annie Hall together. I'm surprised that wasn't included in the uh. IMDb trivia because Sylvester Stallone being in Bananas was included in the IMDb trivia. Did you know? Uh, Charlie Sheen was considered for the role of like you can't just say that IMDb <laughs> and that his name was mentioned once in a meeting yeah. before they started production they did not reach out to him <laughs> they did not even email his manager <laughs> uh, so yeah I would say you're in a child is not an idiot this is a fine film but it's probably worse than you remember yeah but I wouldn't say it's bad what do you guys think uh, call us. Six one five five seven six zero five two five. Leave us a message, and we'll play it on the show if you want. And uh, we're gonna watch a Bug's Life next, obviously. So, ABL, leave us your memories on that. Um, you can email us, you're an idiot at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at YICIAI. You can find us on Instagram at you're an idiot. Yep, yeah. And <laughs> please go on iTunes, listen, rate, and review us. That helps other oh, yeah. people find the podcast. And please also become a patron. Support the podcast. Help us continue to do this. Patreon.com slash Junior Child's an Idiot. We want to thank our current patrons, including Jacob Grimm. Jeremy Powell, Joshua Nicholson. Karen Curd. Larissa Maestro. Dan McIntyre. Ghost in the Burbs. Jonathan Day. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate your support and the other patrons as well. We'll see you next time, everybody. You to Ant, Damon. <sighs> I was, uh, yeah, I was born a middle child in five million... That was horrible. No, that was But good. it was actually a pretty good Christopher Walken. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you're part of my rat. I can't do an impression of Woody Allen uh, anymore. I, I can't do it so anymore. So many of us uh, were so strong compared to our size. That's Woody like, Allen. That was, like that was, no, that was, that was half Woody Allen. Half.